0: Hi everyone, welcome to the latest Pensions in 10. My name is David Brooks and I'm joined by my colleague Simon Q. This week we give you our thoughts on the King's Speech. We also take a look at a recent ruling regarding the Pensions Ombudsman. Money and Pension Service have been thinking about beneficiaries and Simon has spotted a tectonic typo. Hi Simon, we're a week on from the King's Speech a mixture
1: of relief perhaps or disappointment and what are your thoughts uh i could say that i'm ignorant and ambivalent because i don't know and i don't care uh, <laughs> but i won't say that uh dave <laughs> the the king bless him didn't seem overly excited reading reading the speech it wasn't wasn't the most enthralling watch we we were both watching <laughs> it poised ready to to leap into action were pensions mentioned but they weren't uh yeah. so it's it's looking forward now to Jeremy Hunt's awesome statement. There may be something in there, there may not. Uh, we've both pored over the written word from, from the King's speech and what's come out from government. There's still nothing in pensions in there either. So will they find parliamentary time within this parliament or indeed within this government? I don't know. Uh, if there was something particularly urgent uh, or pressing or lucrative for a uh, majesty's treasury, then it may find parliamentary time. But it's it's looking doubtful. Mm. As I say, we'll see what Jeremy Hunt says in his awesome speech, but uh, I think pensions seem to be off the menu at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I mean,
0: we, I was watching the Working Pensions Committee and Siobhan Bailey MP was saying that pensions perhaps just aren't sexy enough for for this period, you know, the, an election perhaps coming up next year, and perhaps pensions just don't provide that immediate win that the government at the moment might need to help with that election push. And as you say, yeah, autumn statement, maybe there are some things being held back so we can pull some rabbits out of hats and, and make some big announcements. But um, yeah, it's not looking like we'll get much movement on lots of those topics, value for members, um, CDC, DC decumulation, lots of those things now look like they're going to be even more delayed than perhaps they were. they were anyway.
1: Yeah, look, we've got a lot coming down the track anyway, Dave. We've we've got the funding code, which is imminent. Uh, read into that what you will, uh, but that will be coming down soon. So we can start digesting that, although there's likely to be legislation required to fully bring that in, uh, depending what's in there. So is that going to be delayed as well? quite probably until the next government whoever forms that whether it's going to be one party or a coalition uh, we we wait to see um, but it's it's not such a bad thing for it to be a quiet time in pensions because there's still an awful lot going on yeah Well Dave we're back to the Ombudsman is this the second or third week in a row I can't remember they keep keep cropping up but what's the latest story?
0: Yeah so I was thinking the same thing We've seen to talk about the ombudsman a lot the last few weeks um so there's been a long running uh, issue that um courts the courts don't see that the pension ombudsman is a competent court now don't take that too pejoratively it's not meant to be insulting it's you know we're just dealing with statements of, of fact uh, and the ombudsman took that to the court of appeal and the court of appeal have upheld a previous judgment that um the ombudsman isn't a competent court now what does that mean um well potentially that will mean that if a pension scheme has overpaid monies to a member Or on behalf of a member, and they want to reclaim that. If the the people you're trying to reclaim from um, take umbrage with the ombudsman's ruling and then say no, we don't agree with this, we don't agree with the amount you're looking to reclaim, we don't don't agree with that. Then um, previously it was felt that the ombudsman was the final point and that the the scheme would be and the trustees would be in their right to reclaim the money. The court of appeal has said effectively that no, you will now need to go to a county court to get. that written up as an order, and then you can start to reclaim. So this is going to be a bit of a of a problem for trustees looking to uh, reclaim overpayments. It's already a difficult area because it's you know you're dealing with people um, you've overpaid monies to, and it could be sensitive situations, could be post people passing away and things like that. So this added extra step could mean that trustees don't reclaim as much, um, or you know it's, it's going to take a lot longer and cost more to do so. So this is an administrative step. I think we're gonna have to wait for the Ombudsman to give us their thoughts on it. They've taken down a sheet they had on this case, and they're gonna update everybody again later on. But for trustees listening, I think you need to be aware of this because potentially in the not too distant future, reclaiming overpayments could become a lot more difficult. Well, Dave, it's time for you
1: to talk to us about beneficiaries.
0: Yes, so the Money and Pension Service have been looking at um, ONS data and have come to the conclusion and I think those working in pensions will agree with this—that people don't understand the beneficiaries process at all. Um, so they extrapolate that 26 million people just have no idea who their beneficiaries might be um, in their benefits. Um, and some of these um, stats are quite quite startling, really. So 23% believe it goes automatically to their next of kin. Um, 11% just have no idea. 11%, another 11% believe it goes to the government. believe it goes back to the employer and uh, 7% believe it actually goes to the pension provider. So there's a lot of confusion about what happens to death benefits. Um, and so I, you know, the schemes I work on, we, we quite frequently remind members to um, complete their expression of wish forms. So I think this is, again, more evidence that any trustees listening, um, please do remind your members about the beneficiaries process, what their benefits might be on death and how they can make sure or give their beneficiaries the best chance of receiving those, those funds. And even worse, you know, when people die without wills, become quite a, a difficult situation for people to deal with. And ultimately, you know, if there's lump sums payable, quite often the trustees will be the arbiter of where it goes. And if you want the trustees to pay it where you would like it to go, then the best way to do that is to complete an expression of wish form. So I think newsletter season's coming up. A lot of people will write to members with SMPIs, summary funding statements. Please do just include something in there to remind your members um, what they need to do.
1: And Dave, it's so easy to fall into that trap. Having recently joined Broadstone, uh, it means I have a new pension provider for for this particular pot. Mm-hmm. Have I done my expression of which form? No, I haven't. Uh, so yeah, um, it's it's one of those things, uh, very easy to do. And uh, mm-hmm. even people in the industry who talk about this thing weekly, um, if not <laughs> daily, uh, could still make mistakes. So yeah, really important to highlight that. Thanks.
0: so simon you've been scouring the pensions press what's caught your eye
1: i have i i, I often uh, or indeed always scour the pensions press Dave, um with a, a fine tooth comb uh, but this one was actually sent to me by one of our viewers uh, i've always wanted to say that it sounds like i'm on that's life or something like that um again there's another one for the teenagers isn't it God, <laughs> these references uh, how old can i go um <laughs> Something was sent out, and it was, it was talking about uh, the number of DB uh, schemes, that's easy for me to say, uh, targeting buyout, uh, jumping to 50%. And they call, called it a seismic shift. Um, yet when reading the article, uh, in repeating the words seismic shift, and you'll notice how carefully I'm saying that, they omitted a really key letter F in the word shift which is unfortunate and not very pleasant. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sure there's a sub-editor getting, um, <laughs> getting a stern talking to uh, for letting that one pass. Yeah, it's pretty eye-watering. Mm. <laughs> and on that bombshell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for watching. Dave, thank you for your company as always, and we'll see you next week. Thanks everyone.